Hey, Stacy. Hey, Kathy. Are we GHing? Yes, please. Woohoo! Today, we are continuing season 60, episodes 211 to 215. Spoiler alert. Crazy fucking spoilers. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was so much that we had to, like, Stacy had to re-watch things because I hadn't seen it and she wanted to watch it. I, I could not. I could not. And, like, we were just going to watch by ourselves. And I watched uh, the second half of an episode. And I was like, nope, nope, we're watching these together. When will that be happening? So I, I refused. And mm-hmm. she was, so was she, I was like, did you watch the end of the episode? She's like, no, but I'll catch up. I'm all, nope, we're going back. <laughs> No, you, you, we cannot start after this, after Wednesday's episode, if you haven't seen all of Wednesday's episode. And we have a lot of, I have a lot of opinions on all of the things, but before we get started, we wanted to shout out some global listeners, starting with our Canadian friends. Hey, howdy. Welcome to the show. We're so glad you're listening. We're so interested in our listeners in other countries that we accused my brother who lives in Germany of like setting up random countries on his VPN. And he was like, no, no, I, I, I did not. My listens come from Germany. So thank you for listening. Yeah, we're super excited. We also wanted to talk a little bit about what's happening next week. Starting Tuesday is when the non-union writers will start having their scripts aired. It's been a long time. So the writer strike started in early May, May 2nd, I think. And we're, I'm looking at my computer as if it's going to scream the date at me. We're late in July. We're late in July. So Kathy sent me an article uh, that quotes one of the writers from General Hospital, and she's talking about how her last episode that she wrote on was Thursday's episode. But starting Tuesday, there, there will be the, the non-union writers. And it was so interesting to read what she was saying. And she says being a daytime, a daytime soap writer is different because the soaps have to continue or there's the possibility of them going off the air. Um, So her argument was that she wanted people to watch, but also wanted people to want to watch the, the WGA writers. So she wants people to not lose interest in the show. And she's really hopeful that, and I'm quoting this particular writer, um, Shannon peace. Um, But she was like, I want, I hope that they do justice to the story but also I want them to like our writers better. <laughs> Which, I think it's fair. Which is fair. Yeah, it's totally fair. And I hope uh, I'm with her. I hope they do justice to it, but it's like anything else, right? It's a bit of a crapshoot. And if you haven't been, you know, it may show that they're not quite as familiar. We may, you may hear Stacy and I say things like that. It seems slightly out of character, which I say anyways <laughs> with the regular writers. So, hmm. but Regardless, now we know what's going to happen next week. So this is her quote that I really thought was helpful. She was like, 
The writing team of GH will be watching alongside fans to see what happens. For the sake of the fans, I hope the show is in capable writing hands. But I also have to acknowledge the pain of knowing the characters we've developed, relationships we've built, and stories we've planned are being handled by others. Still, my hope is that if you love GH, you'll continue to watch. You can morally support the writers and keep the show on the air, which I thought was very sweet. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to acknowledge that. Yeah, um, I agree. And this was, I think, the end of of where they had sort of stockpiled scripts. Like they and it's it's a giant it's a doozy cliffhanger, like lots of giant cliffhangers. So, and I think that's probably intentional, right? You, you, you come to the climax of a story and, and then where is it going to go? Get people's interests. You know, I always go back to, you know, who shot JR or whatever, those yeah. kinds of things. Well, wh- one way to think about it then, I guess, is a kind of like a, a, not so much a cliffhanger as choose your own adventure, because a regular writer might have chosen to take one of these stories in a certain direction while another one might have chosen something else. And I have, I mean, and we're going to get to it, but I have a lot of questions about some of these directions, such as, for example, Taggart. What direction do we see that going? So we can get to that in musings. But regardless, let's start with the happenings, Stacy. It's all you. You got to go first. <laughs> I had trouble figuring out because I knew I was going to go first. Which is the most important happening? I'm going to go with Sasha seeing Cyrus and stabbing Cody. I feel like that was the biggest, like, it has so many ramifications. I hope Gladys burns somewhere hot. <laughs> Do you want to delve into the happening? Or are you just going to yeah. leave it there? I mean, to, to the Gladys burning somewhere hot? No. Um, so basically, the Gladys, or sorry, Sasha's been being drugged by dr damon montague who thinks he's doing who needs to have his license revoked yeah creepy dr montague and she's taking medication she's on you know basically been accused of shoplifting so she's gonna do this interview Uh, whose idea was the interview i think it might have been maxie's because maxie was friends with the reporter she seems to be stepping in but it's in response to an article that was published that doesn't name Sasha, but talks about somebody being arrested for shoplifting. So she's doing the interview, but right before the interview, Gladys says, oh, remember your medication. So of course she takes the pill. Meanwhile, Cody's sunbathing, finally with no shirt on. A lot of these guys come to sunbathe in full suits like Martin. So it was pleasant <laughs> to see somebody wearing an but actual Maxie makes suit. him put his shirt back on. It's so funny. <laughs> and Gladys goes over there to be like, hey, get out of here. And they start poking each other like children on a school ground. (laughs) But Sasha doesn't see Cody. She sees Cyrus Renault. Which was sort of, she was sort of led there by the interviewer. Oh, right. Yeah. So when she sees him, she gets really freaked out and then decides to protect Gladys by stabbing Cyrus and turns out she was stabbing Cody, uh, which she doesn't immediately realize is Cody. It like takes her, but she goes back to stab him a couple of times. Yeah. And they have to call him Cody to her. Yeah. And then she 
calms down. Cody goes to the hospital. Sasha is arrested, taken to GH, where Dr. Damon Montague is for some reason allowed to be in a room alone with no one. And, or he purposefully keeps Gladys out because Gladys is her, like, she should have been in the room. Logic would say there should have been a witness to all of this. And he injects her with some sort of calming truth serum or something when no one's looking and then records her saying that she saw Cyrus before Diane can get in the room to try to help her. So by the time guy Diane gets in there, Dr. Montague has done his thing and she gets taken off to Ferncliff crazy people house. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. I'm not happy. And I want uh, the next thing I really, really want is for, and she Gladys started to do it where she's like, I didn't intend for this. But I want Gladys. You didn't tell me it would be this bad. Yeah. I want Gladys to pretty much. And Sonny, did you catch where Sonny kind of, he's starting to interrogate Gladys. Yes. So, I mean, obviously the actress who plays Sasha is pregnant. So she's going to Ferncliff where they deliver babies and then come back. (laughs) (laughs) But, (laughs) but. I loved these last few weeks with the Sasha ramp up story. First of all, she's amazing actress and just like how they were, but I am, I feel like it's a tragic, tragic thing that they keep torturing this poor character. It's awful. And I hope that the last torture. was kind of called out to the cop who was like ready to take her away. And Maxie's like, she's obviously not well. And he's like, you are married to a cop. You know how, how that looks. And she's like, and even the reporter was like, she lost, it's well documented. She lost her baby. She lost her husband. Like her journey is documented. Mm -hmm. So he was a little bit nicer after that. And Kathy likes the new cop. Yeah. I love him. What's his name? I got to write his name down next time. Sergeant Barnesable. What's his name? I don't think it's (laughs) Barnesable. I do not know his name, but I'm. <laughs> Dear writers, when sure you come back, Doctor Barnesable. <laughs> hmm. Okay, I'll find it. All right. Well, that's my number one happening. My number one. Well, I guess there's a there's a. Gosh, it's so hard. It's so hard. No. I'm gonna go with Dante and Anna pairing up. To... Ooh. Okay. To bring out the the killer, I Anna's like it. Bas- Anna's basically like, "No, you can't do it. You you have a job." And he's like, "Don't make me bring out the big guns because I will go to Mac and I will go to Felicia and they will they will tap me in." So, Dante uh, and Anna okay. are gonna bring out the killer. But yeah, that was a good scene. Anna was very insistent that he not, but Dante was very insistent that he do it. Okay. You're up. Um, okay. Wow. Well, you didn't take what I thought you were going to take. So I feel like that's your story to talk about. So I'm going to go with, um, <laughs> hmm, Esme visiting her mom in Pentonville. I had two others I could choose from, but frankly, honestly, you know my theory that Esme knows everything of what's going on and she has not lost her memory. 
but it was sort of challenged in her conversation with Heather because she's definitely telling Heather, I'm going to be a good person from here on out. And Heather's like, yeah, but you are great just the way you are. Don't change who you are, my lovely daughter, who I named after love. And then she meets Cyrus too in the same scene. And Cyrus seems to know who she is. And they, Cyrus kind of intimated that he's been redeemed by his love for God and that people don't believe him, which nobody believes Cyrus. So it makes you wonder if Cyrus believes Esme uh, or if Cyrus is kind of saying under the thing saying, hey, I don't believe you've lost your memory. Um, maybe we could be criminals together. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> that sort of thing. I loved it. I assume what Kathy thinks is my story because of my love of Curtis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Curtis can't feel his legs. It's brutal. And the stories it touched on are, are plentiful. But I think everybody that is a doctor handled it poorly in the communication with Curtis. Yeah. I don't think TJ and Portia should have left him. I think his actual doctor is the one who should have said it. And I'm sorry, Curtis had surgery several days ago and has been unconscious. The doctor should have looked at his slides before then. Agreed. They're not slides, but whatever. Images. <laughs> Old fashioned slides. have taken them all to leave. Like, and then, you know, he basically told his dad that he saw his mom and felt his brother, and he, just like his dad, came back for his child. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. And, you know, if Curtis is paralyzed, he's for sure not going to be in the WSB. Oh, but, <clears throat> okay. And Sir. that was what the doctor said. I've had talked to multiple other surgeons, and nobody thinks you're going to be able to walk again. Yeah, no, I know. So it's like they were really shutting the door on the great comeback so either they are going to make an attempt to have him overcome his, you know, which totally plausible on a soap. Oh, yeah. um, look at Ryan. Look at Nina, right? I don't know. That's before my time. But regardless, it was tragic. And I feel really bad for Curtis. And I don't think Portia handled it well. All right. Are we ready for fashion first? Oh, my goodness. So I don't know if any of you have followed us on social media really uh, we're on instagram instagram stacy's in charge (laughs) stacy is failing she's not failing there's no such thing anyway i put what i thought were our fashions you missed Uh, one oh ava's blue shirt i loved it oh okay um i also thought nina looked great then but she did. She did look Diane great. in that red suit. Oh. On it. I really liked Anna's look, but we didn't like the fringe on her sleeves. Yeah, agreed. Um, Gladys's red shirt was lovely. I don't even think I took a picture of that either. It had beautiful uh, sleeves. Lucy and Felicia pre being arrested. And I also just, uh, uh, this will come up later, but. I'm sorry. Felicia went to the restaurant with Lucy and then changed into a different nice shirt you can't before commit thievery in blue. I mean, it's an unwritten soap rule. You have to be in black. And Olivia's dress. 
amazing. Mm-hmm. I really loved Portia's shirt. I didn't like Portia's shirt as much. I don't know why. Maybe because it I was really short. Did. I liked the style of it. I liked how it sort of flowed on top, but it was more uh, tailored on the inside. And I actually liked Esme's outfit. I don't. Oh I yeah, that give was much. Lovely. Kudos to Esme, but I thought she looked great. Yeah, it was really pretty how they tucked that white shirt in. Um, mm-hmm. There's a button down into the jumper, I guess. Mm-hmm. The yeah, it was really great. It was pretty. So uh, I guess I did miss some stuff. Kathy, were there anything else you wanted to point out? Um, no, primarily I just, I loved that color. Maybe she's worn this color before, but I really liked that shirt on Ava, that blue with the embroidery or whatever it was. She even had her nails matching. Ooh, it was just very sharp. And really, I hate Gladys the way Kathy hates Nina. She looked great all week. Mm-hmm. I still wanted to punch her in the teeth, though. Mm-hmm. I want her to burn somewhere hot. Okay. Let's dive into the rest of these because there's a lot. And maybe we should start with Lucy and Felicia because you mentioned them as part of fashion. Go for it. But essentially, Lucy and Felicia get caught uh, by Jackson Montgomery. He's not really buying the whole I'm a widow. Lucy continues to lie. But regardless, they get caught with Felicia's kind of hands basically inside the safe or in in the contents of the safe. But I'm okay. They learn that he's getting paid alimony. But Jackson Montgomery reveals to Anna, who turns out to be friends with him or friends with his ex, Erica Kane, that the hummingbird cake was the clue that Lucy was lying and he tells like the story of the hummingbird cake. So I got confused and I'm still remaining very confused because it seems like they still don't know what's going on with X number three. We still don't know who X number three is. Correct. We haven't not confirmed, but he is a lawyer and he basically admitted that it came down to Martin's mother's hummingbird cake recipe, which she guards passionately. And there was an NDA involved. And yet he is talking about it. So he's clearly seen it. But yeah. she was not supposed to have seen it. She was not supposed to have shared it. So how has he seen it? Excellent question. Someone violated a lot of laws here with regards to a cake. Um, but anyway, so I'm, I'm curious, like what's going to happen. I, and I hope to goodness that this isn't one of the stories that gets dropped because Lucy and Felicia and that whole, they're just, I love their dynamic and what they're doing, but I'm somewhat confused as to actually what is happening. I do not love what's happening to Taggart. Oh no. Um, awful. Like Trina is very clearly putting Curtis first. Which I get it. He's in the hospital, but like he is being disregarded left and right. And even when Curtis says, go eat, go rest, she says, yes, someone reminded me that I should. Instead of saying, 
Yeah, that's what my dad said too. Or she could have made it no big deal, but instead by omitting it, she made it a bigger deal. And Taggart was so sad and he's pouring booze into his coffee in a diner. Yeah. And he's supposed to be the commissioner of police. Yeah. I mean, I'm curious, again, is this going to go really, really dark or are they, is Trina going to realize what where she's are these doing? new writers taking these stories? <laughs> we want to know. Well, and another story that I'm confused about is the whole Drew and Cyrus story. So Drew's in prison at the very end of the week. Doesn't he walk like after he visits with Carly, he like walks over and says hi to Cyrus. What's going on? And why am I perpetually confused? <laughs> and I'm sorry. Did Heather Weber tell Esme that she killed her adopted parents? That's kind of what she said. That is kind of what she said. She basically intimated that Esme doesn't remember that she killed her own parents kind of thing. Or adopt the adopted whatever who was raising her. And the princes, I would assume. And then also, like, the reason she's with Heather is because of Alexis, who laid it out there, which yes, loved. Uh-huh. I thought that whole scene was great with Esme and Alexis. She's like, I don't trust you and nobody else does either. Yeah, it's smart. Alexis is smart. Like, she's like, I'm not buying it and you can shovel it all you want. And then Desme steals, like, this weird piece of paper that says that Heather was in Pentonville. It's as a if that's headline a of the invader. Like, why would you steal that as a physical piece of paper? You work at the invader. You could pull up the digital copy anytime you want. It's not like you stole evidence. Yeah, I don't get it. Eddie and Leo. So Leo hurt himself and Tracy went to go get Eddie at the busker. He prevented him from doing the busk off <laughs> that I was so dying for. Eddie talks to Leo and then Cody comes up with the great idea of offering Eddie the stables, which he refuses and says he's fine at Sonny's. But I do think that's foreshadowing that eventually he'll move into the stables at some point, I would imagine. But that was cute. It was nice. And Leo kind of comes to the, well, you know, my dad would know that a squid is my favorite. So you must not be my dad kind of thing. Logic. Yeah, because of how his brain works, he's handling it better than anybody else. Like he he can see clearly mm -hmm. without a lot of emotion clouding it. Although not to say he's not emotional, that's not what I'm saying at all. But he is able to separate it in his mind to identify that my dad would know. So who are you? Yeah. Yep. And then, of course what's going to happen with the Austin Ava story, which just keeps getting dirtier and dirtier and dirtier. And this, and I, it's just so gross. I'm sorry. Like I really need them to clean this up just a little bit because this whole week was them sitting at a table talking about, I mean, basically Austin's cousin is now threatening Ava's mom. And Ava's like completely backed into some sort of weird corner that honestly as strong of a character as Ava is and as many connections as Ava has, why is Ava backed into a corner here? She's really afraid for Avery. Avery is her weakness. I understand that. But tell Sonny. You know, 
like tell like I don't know. Sunny could do something about it. And Sunny overhears Austin and the fake doctor guy talking about this basic threat and doesn't let on to Nina, Ava, or Austin that he overheard. Comes to Austin. To be clear, if she had gone to Sunny in the beginning and said, "Hey, I accidentally killed Nicholas. I need your help," he'd helped her. <laughs> He would have totally helped her. He hated Nicholas. He'd have made sure Nicholas was real dead, not (laughs) almost dead. Exactly. And the one glimpse of authentic Ava was when Austin was trying to creep his hands up her thigh and she was like, I will stab you. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, she will. Like, that's not even a thought. So why can't we have that Ava? So anyways, I'm a little upset, but I'm also like... It's still, we're not getting, look, if we had more more Mason and more whoever's pulling the strings with Mason and Austin, I feel like this story would become much more authentic and I would be much more scared for Ava. But as it is, we're getting all of this through Austin, who now I completely don't trust and I think is a massive creep. Yeah. Which I don't think was their intent, honestly. But I'm confused as to what's happening. And I know this sounds like I hate everything right now. I don't hate everything right now. I really love the angle on Joss at the very end at the pool. <laughs> when she answered the phone from God knows She was who. like, this is such an interesting shot. I was like, and here's me. What? What is happening? Why? Why, why is she upside down? <laughs> um, Anyways. I really liked the conversation between Christina and Sunny. Oh, yeah. I think Sunny made herself aware. Yeah. He's like, you have to, to just, you know, really be honest with why you wanted to do this. Yeah. You have to decide. You have to be honest with yourself and then be honest with Molly. And then Sam is like, I don't care what you guys are doing. There's vodka and ice cream. Work (laughs) it out. And they do. They do. And And the truth comes out, basically, right? Christina is saying... It was my one time to help you because you we really don't need help, which is great, honest. The only other thing I had was really, I'm not quite sure where they're taking the Tracy Gregory feud other than to alert that there's something else going, like someone else might know what's happening to Gregory. And since Tracy is friends with Finn, Finn may end up learning about this through Tracy, not through his dad. That may be the only the only reason why they're kind of investing in that, but um, it's sad regardless. Tracy's so horrible to him. Tracy's horrible to anybody except Finn and Violet. Yeah. She was horrible to Charlotte. Was it Charlotte? No, she was um, Scout. She was horrible to, to a child. Yeah. Anyways, that's all I got, Stace. I think that's all I got, too. I hope Gladys and Dr. Montague burn in hell. <laughs> Absolutely true. Or in Pentonville. And we'll see what happens next week. And so we will talk then about the lovely Choose Your Own Adventure directions these stories may go. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> all right, friends. Reach out if you have questions, comments, feelings. Yeah, let us know where you're from, where you're listening from. We want to know. What part of Canada are you in? I don't know. Our things just showed country. Tell me more. (laughs) All right. 
We'll talk to you next week. We appreciate you. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.